It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Looks right, wants to throw, does, it's intercepted, hits a sack, hits a sack, and he caught it, touchdown! I don't think he got there, I don't think he got there! 35 open field, he's to the 50, he's to the 50, it is knocked down, and you cannot hitch the wagon! They punch Bevo right back in the eye! Paraphrasing the great philosopher, the Boz. Now the whole world knows. Let's be clear, however. Red River Redemption was not intended to be a finish line, but rather a catapult. One win makes a party, but it takes many more to win a championship. Today, on the 100th anniversary of Owen Field, the Sooners welcome the Knights to the round table at the corner of Lindsey and Jenkins. Gus's gang versus BV's boys in a joust at the palace. Can the undefeated and resurgent Crimson and Cream continue the quest for Big 12 title number 15? We're about to find out. It's football time in Oklahoma. Pressure, he lobs in, so touchdown! It's time for a Big 12 battle. It's the Oklahoma Sooners and the UCF Knights. Here we go. Live from the Palace on the Prairie, historic Owen Field in Norman, Oklahoma. This is Sooner Football. I feel the master. I feel the T-Rose the best in the business, isn't he? Another awesome intro for the week. And we got football tomorrow. Doesn't it kind of feel like we're out of sorts here? Like, I don't know. We were in a rhythm. Then the OU-Texas game. Then a bye week. I feel like I've... um, I feel like I've been away for a really long time. I need to get back in the flow here. I feel like I've been waiting for a bowl game or something. I know. And some would say, well, bowl game? Oh, you won the national championship, their national championship two <laughs> weeks ago. But, no, Toby brought it up in the uh, in the scene center, and I wanted to bring it up today. And I'm sure the answer is, well, you got beat 49 nothing last year. But why is this overwhelming? Why, why is there an overwhelming feeling of, okay, well, that was a great win. Let's see how this team responds after an emotional win like that over Texas. This isn't the first time in a while that OU's beaten Texas. It's happened 11 out of the past 15 years. And maybe the short answer is just 49-0. But but seriously, man, even we have been talking about about it now for two weeks. Why is there so much talk about this team responding tomorrow after that win? Because what else is there to talk about, honestly? (laughs) You know, I I think that – and. Everyone still has the PTSD from last season, and we're six and zero. We beat Texas, and 
I feel like, and I'm including myself, there's still a lot of disbelief. I think people are protecting themselves You're from definitely jumping protecting all themselves. In. Yeah, all the evidence shows you that this is a much better team and a, a pretty good team, actually, not perfect. Mm-hmm. But I still think there's a lot of uh, protecting the heart going on, which yeah. I get that. That's that's understandable. No, I get fan. it. I get mm-hmm. it. And you know, I think um, I, if we beat UCF then I think next week we're going to be finding whatever issues we had this week, whether we, you know, we punted it out or kicked it off out of bounds and had a penalty and, you know, whatever happens from that. We're going to be, since we don't have, there's plenty of things that this football team can get better at. Yes, agree. But I don't know that we have a flaw. Does that make sense? I, I think that or an, are, an Achilles heel. They don't have a real Achilles heel. Yeah, team, right. Correct. We're we're really well rounded. We've got a good running game, not great. We've got a excellent passing game. We've got uh, a really good run defense, a good pass defense. I we can't just hammer the table and say, well, we can't tackle, or our receivers have too many drops, or you know, there's there's not a lot out there, so. We just got to – we've been kind of nitpicking at at whatever there is on a week-by-week basis. And, you know, the good thing about it is it's something different every week, and we haven't necessarily found something that is just – you know, you feel like on a week-by-week basis it's just a matter of time before it gets you beat. Now, I would say some of the special team stuff is probably the closest we've been to that. But, you know, special teams have – also been a really nice asset for us oh you've been blocking punts and you return to yeah. punt back for a touchdown like it hasn't been all bad this year you've made some plays on that side for sure and yeah so I, yeah i don't know i think that because of that we're left with not much to go off of so it's like well maybe they'll you know lose focus after the ou texas game which i think maybe that was a possibility had we not had a bye week but I can guarantee you that during the bye week, they brought everyone's mindset back into reality. It's been so much of a talking point. Like, I really don't worry about that at all. I mean, it's been like the main talking point around here. And I, I, it doesn't mean that they can't show up and not play their best. Right. But, but but if that happens, I just, and I'm sure people will say, well, couldn't handle the success against Texas. I don't think it just automatically has to mean that tomorrow. I agree. Come out and play their best. Two one four says, Lincoln Riley, PTSD, always yeah. had letdowns after big wins when he was here. And that's fine. I think there's some truth to that. But when do we, when do we get over that? We're over it. We are? Um, well, I don't know. We're, <laughs> I don't think we're going to get over it until we click a new box that we haven't clicked in a while. I win the Big 12 – uh, if we run the table in the regular season, uh, before we even play in the Big 12 championship game, I think you bury er- anything and everything of what you thought of the program previously, it's done. Because we haven't checked that box in nearly 20 years, right? To 04? Yeah, last time. Correct. So if we run the table in the regular season, even though it's – you know, not the most difficult schedule we've ever faced. I, I think that whatever 
preconceived notions you had about the football program, drop it and jump on board. Gunny says, first off, my sunshine pumping heart said we would be undefeated this year. The thing that surprised me this week is the Nebraska Cornhookers are a 10-and-a-half-point favorite over Northwestern. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah, I saw that too. I did a double take, but then, again, it is Northwestern. Come on, Rule, if you can't cover that against Northwestern, no, what are we out, talking about? That's an outright about? loss for Nebraska that has that written all over it. Speaking of uh, point spreads, the spread's been dropping in this one. What was it, 19-and-a-half yeah. earlier in the week? Uh, it's now OU as a 17-and-a-half point favorite, 71% of the money. According to scoresandodds.com, is now on UCF. Uh, does not change my mind on what's going to happen tomorrow, man. I, I, I think OU is going to play well defensively. UCF will hit on some plays, but I, I think the overall factor, I just don't think UCF's defense is going to shut down OU's offense. I think they're going to be able to do pretty much whatever they want. I don't know. My guess I'm is – I'm rolling in tomorrow pretty confident. Surprise. That is That probably has to do with Plumley and – you know, the fact that he's playing and maybe word out of practice this week down there has been that he looks pretty good. I, that would be the only thing I can think of, right? It, yeah, I guess the line. it's just pretty bold. Like If we want to get into, like, the, the real betting side of things, I think it's pretty bold to throw in a bunch of money late on a team that's perfect against the spread so far this year. And a lot of these games haven't just covered the spread, have obliterated the spread. Yeah, well, but whatever. It's, that's it's true. Fine. Let him cover I've, it again. I've learned my lesson on the. Uh, well, it's hit black six times in a row. That <laughs> means this next time it's definitely going to be red. No, no. I watched a uh, roulette wheel hit like I think it was black or green like twenty something times in a row. So that's Gr- a green that's is green is zero good. right twenty yeah. times in a row. Jeez. Well, it, I think it hit black. Oh, black like, or green. Okay. Yes. Not not red. Red didn't yeah. come up. Okay, I got you. Correct. It's like, geez, what are the odds on that of green hitting 20 times in a row? Hope you threw some money down uh, on that one. No, um, I'm looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 48-17 uh, tomorrow. 48-17. Yeah. And you know what? If OU wins the game tomorrow, 48-17, I think we're all walking out of the game and saying, well, they didn't overlook UCF. Guess they weren't too uh, happy about that Texas win. Well, here's the thing. Uh, that sound. Let me ask you this: Would you rather win with that number, or like thirty-five to ten? Um, my reason. Being, I have no preference between the two. To be quite honest with you, I do. You do? I don't. I want us to give up less than our average, which is fourteen. Oh, you want those defensive numbers to look real that's good right. at the end of the year? That help, that that's helps. Right. In, that helps in recruiting for sure. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm looking for. Would be really nice is a big time blowout, log another zero uh, for the season. But I I don't expect to hold this UCF football team scoreless. However, um, I do think, especially just. Going back and watching the the game against Kansas, Kansas defense isn't great. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I think there's a chance that we can play really, really good against this team. Blacktop Billy says fifty-five to ten, so that's even more aggressive than than me. Nine one eight bowl prediction. DG ties his single game touchdown record with six touchdown passes this week. That's from Mister Anderson in Tulsa. 
Um, a storyline that's out there, but we haven't brought it up all that much. I guess UCF's feelings were really hurt when DG left there a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He is playing his old team, but I don't know. I, I, it just doesn't feel like a big storyline to me going into this one. Maybe if OU was playing in Orlando, it'd be a bigger deal, but I just I don't think that that's a main storyline for me, playing against his former right. team. Well, I mean, that is an interesting point. It's You're right. If you were playing down there and you go into a like, – they have a reason for a bunch of people to show up and be loud and, you know, talk some trash and get angry about it, but it's going to be a little bit – difficult whenever you bring a thousand people and you're drowned out by uh 83 you think ucf is bringing a thousand fans tomorrow what i don't know i'll take the under on that i don't know Mm. probably under that i do think it's kind of a friends and family game uh for ucf Mm -hmm. but you know it is a unique experience for them to play a conference game against oklahoma it's going to be the only time it happens so if they do have some diehards, they'll they'll probably make their way for this one. But, yeah, I, you're right. I don't think it's a storyline just because of, you know, there's been quite a bit of time that has elapsed since since he's played a football game there. And, I you know, it seems like they like their guy in Plumlee. If UCF brings 1,000 fans, it'll be the most, most visiting fans since, like, Nebraska 2021. Very, very rare – that opposing yeah. fan base brings a thousand fans in this crap conference. Now, one of the guys that covers their their team said that he expects them to bring quite a few people, but I don't know. What's that well, to them? A thousand people. Yeah. Well, I think that's the number he threw out there, but we'll see. Like I said, I don't. It's not going to matter. It's they're not going to bring enough people to for everyone to say, "Hey, wow, look at." Look at UCF showing up big time. I don't think it's going to be that at all. Um, Cherokee Sooner says DG with six touchdowns, JFA with four. Zach Schmidt <laughs> misses an extra point, 69-14 to 14 final. Here's the thing. That sounds fantastic. I don't think Dylan Gabriel is going to throw for six touchdowns. Not with that attitude. Well, I we're going to run the ball really, really good against them. This should be – our biggest output of the season running the football. What's uh, like? What's the the number that we're looking at? Like, okay, here's the threshold of yards that they need tomorrow. Two hundred rushing. Two is two hundred a good no. number. Two fifty. Nine hundred. Three bills. Three bills. Dang well, man. Kansas ran for four hundred yards. I know them. Kansas runs the ball really well. I mean, it's kind of the main part of their their offense. Um, well, yeah, but everyone on their team. Damn. That ran the ball, averaged over seven yards a carry. I'll put it at 225 as my number tomorrow, where I'll be 225. like, 225. Anything more than that, I'll be like, all right, that was that was a heck of a day. But, yes, I, I'm i not just factoring in um, Major and Tawie Walker. I think Gabriel's going to be a factor on the ground as well, for sure. We're going to have a run for over 50 yards tomorrow. Man. Now that's the, what do you th- think about that? That's, that's the most bold thing that you said all year. I know it. I know it. We've got a lot of confident picks going up. We started the segment with, I don't know, PTSD from Lincoln Riley, and then 10 minutes later it's 51 to 3, <laughs> 52 to 9, 69 to 14. Dylan Gabriel's going to throw six touchdowns tomorrow. So we're all over the place. Well, 
I think everyone feels really good about this football game, and rightfully so. It would be, it would be, really shocking if they were to lose this football game to UCF. And hey, we've we've been around this game, watched enough to know that really good teams can show up and on a given day get beat by someone that's not any good. That's not an Oklahoma thing. That is a college football thing. It happens. It's not something that happens often, but it does happen. Uh, But I'd be shocked if it happened to this team, to UCF, tomorrow. But we'll see. That's why 80-some thousand are going to show up to watch because you never know what's going to happen. All right, quick timeout. Hanging out Riverwind Casino today. Stop in, check us out. Always have good shows coming up. Uh, They've got a huge list, and we'll give you that as the show rolls on. Riverwind Casino. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Nate Barkonsi, the Be Funny Tour. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese is rough. I don't know if you've been there in a while. They look like they're trying to go to business and they can't. All new material. They filed for bankruptcy and they're still open. They call Blockbuster and they're like, how do you get out? We want out. Nate Barconti. Sunday, October 22nd. Paycom Center. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Produced by Outback Presents. Nate Barconti, the Be Funny Tour. Wagner's Heating and Air Conditioning, expert technicians, plus industry-leading Linux equipment. They're perfect together. Learn more about special savings on Linux products by calling Wagner's Heating and Air, 405-329-2076, or wagnershvac.com. Ever wonder why someone would wake up at the crack of dawn just for a chance at the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? I'll telephone road, suite 201. OEC Football Friday on the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, keep the text line going on the Meyer Chevrolet text line. 405-651-3439. 100 years ago today, the first game ever at Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Mm. OU dominated that day. They won 62-7 over uh, Washington, Missouri. Washington University there in Missouri under uh, Benny Owen. It was a 500-seat bleacher area built on the east side, and the stadium was named in honor of students and personnel that died during World War I. So 100 years ago today, first game at Memorial Stadium. Um, We can do this on the text line. We can go down our list as well. My two favorite games at Memorial Stadium, number one, the 08 Tech game, number two, the 03 Bedlam game. I almost feel like that's a very – underrated home game in the Stoops era. Most would say the 08 Tech game or the 2000 OU Nebraska game, and those were awesome, but I didn't get to attend the 2000 Nebraska game. That 03 Bedlam game, though, that atmosphere that day, there was was hate in the air, my friend. Hate in the air. Um, I think that it's probably not brought up as much because you don't want to – we wouldn't lower ourselves to give Oklahoma State the um, the joy of being listed as one of the best games in, in the stadium's history, right? So I think that probably has a lot to do with it, and that's fine, rightfully so. For me, it's definitely on there as a player. Um, that game was awesome. 
Is that, your, is that your number one out of all the games you've ever attended as and played? A, as a player, yes. Um, Nebraska would be number two as a player. Oh, what else was – I'll give 01, you one. K-State was good. Yeah. I, um, this wasn't such a great day for you because Venables yelled at you before the play was over. But under the radar, 0-2 Alabama ended up being a great finish. Yeah. No, that was – I actually that, – that game was a lot of fun. I loved that game. That was that was good. Yeah. Wow. Other than the part of you running to the sideline and – Well, that – That was probably pretty standard most days, though. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, like that's unique to that. That's, that's like a – I mean, it was going to happen throughout a game. It doesn't matter, like, what it was. Sometimes it may be special teams. Sometimes it may be because of a, a, a big mistake. Sometimes it may be because somebody else's mistake. <laughs> you know, you never know. Um, you think they do anything special to commemorate 100 years tomorrow? Sure. Yeah? What do you, what do you think? You think we go with the old goalpost from 100 years ago for kicking for chicken? I think, it's, through those? I think it's a please direct your attention moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I guess... Please direct your attention to the field where 100 years ago the field happened. <laughs> yeah, I we don't present know, a plaque to the field. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll have it something in the intro video mm. uh, that pays homage, perhaps. Because I, you know, whenever we filmed the pregame show today, they had like a cut-up reel of. I don't know if it was from the first game but they had some old 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 footage that they were playing well if it's not if it's not from the first game just tell everyone it's from the first game and nobody will know any different you know right Uh, like it's convincing that it could be from the first game i don't (laughs) know when they started filming football games but uh the year that it happened was the year that we were watching it was old but there's it was pretty cool it was awesome actually um you know, some of those YouTube games you watch from 2002 look like they're from about 1923. I know. So those even actually the quality on well. these because they've been retouched looks better than that era for some unknown reason. Uh, Realtor Chris says it's obvious we are so in for an alternate jersey. So bring out the sweaters with the footballs on the belly. Oh, that'd be sweet. Huh. Yeah, I like the long sleeve. Who was it? Was it Harvard that did that not too long ago with the long long sleeve jerseys? It looked cool for them to do it. Um, I say ditch the alternates and just wear our traditional stuff, but I'm sure we're going to get the uh, unity at some point, right? Yeah, um, it's either this game or the West Virginia game. I mean, West Virginia always seems like a good guess for the alternate uniforms. <laughs> West Virginia and Kansas always seem like the, the, the ideal ones. They are um, – OU football tweeted this out about 40 minutes ago. They, they do have a, uh, a pink ribbon in the end zone tomorrow to uh, honor Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that before, which that, that's, that's pretty cool. And obviously you have uh, uh, you know, what, Julie, corner. Yeah, what Julie Venables is uh, battling through right now, so that's, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, that is cool. I haven't seen that yet. I'll have to. Uh, yep. I'll have to find a picture of that. That's pretty cool. Gunny says, I was in Section 17, Row 1, Seat 15 watching Adrian Peterson score his first touchdown in Norman, and then in the opener in 01 versus North Carolina, seeing Julius Peppers was another great game I attended. Yeah. 
Yep, yep, yep. Couple of nice ones. Um, I'm trying to think as as a fan or covering the the team. What would be my favorite home game or a couple of them? We got robbed in 2020 of what would have been an epic uh, night for like like 03. There was a lot of hate in the air, and I don't yeah. know if I've ever. Well, I know I haven't. I've never felt another game at that place. Like, there's been better atmosphere, you know, but like just the, the pure hate that was there in 03 after what happened in 01 and 02, I've never seen anything like that. But 2020 was pretty close, even with the 25% capacity. And yeah. if you had a full house there that night, and it was a night game, primetime game, we're probably talking about that atmosphere a whole lot more, especially when you uh, destroyed him that night like you did. What was the year... Um, was it 13 or 14 when we went into overtime at home against Oklahoma State? The, uh, With Brennan the, Clay. Oh, that was 2012. Oh, 12? Yeah. That was a fun game. Yeah. You, you, OU never led until the final play of the game. It was the only, only play of the game that, that right? they led. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, – that was, that was a fun game, for sure. Bo- I liked that one. Boomer Bowtie, my first game was the 03 Bedlam game. Slipped an usher a 20 to get in and was also my favorite game I've attended. That was a good one for a start off. Um, that, was, that game was awesome. By the way, I don't know if anyone slipped a, an usher a $20 bill to get in the game for OU Texas, but and I'm not condoning this, but you could have, uh, at least in the gate that I walked through, there wasn't a whole lot of resistance to the people trying to roll into the stadium with or without tickets. <laughs> Just walked right on in. I mean, I, 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 tickets were ridiculous for that game this year. I just don't think everyone in the stadium had tickets that afternoon. We'll just Interesting. say that. Hey, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Cody says, true story at the jump around game. I was performing on the stage at the White's Theater on the far north side of campus and we could hear the rumbling on stage. We thought it was an earthquake hearing it backstage. Nice. Nice. Man, I'm looking back. I don't, I'm having a hard time picking my favorite game. A lot of them I can't even remember. Like some of the big ones, like in 17, number six, TCU came to town, beat them 38-20. Um, uh, there's a lot of close games. But most of the close games during that period were, like, miserable yeah. to watch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a great point because, like, for most teams, let's look at um, let's look at the Iowa State game back in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime you can win a home game where the opposing team goes for two and you shut down the two-point conversion to win, you think, oh, that's an instant classic. No, everyone right. was pissed off after that game because one it was Iowa State you're playing a close game and two you you blew another massive lead in, in that one it's the same thing with army you know that game went to overtime um, but no one's happy about it uh, it's interesting man it's a it's a weird dynamic it's I, I i don't know it's been it was a weird decade or so right well, I mean, and I you don't, don't have I, very many home games against teams and programs that, let's be honest here, that you really respected a whole lot. Like when Kansas and Iowa State and West Virginia and Texas Tech and all these other Big 12 scrubs are coming to town and you're an 18 to 21 point favorite, you think you should handle them as such. Right. Not close games, you know, late in the fourth quarter. 
And, you know, I, a lot of the big games that we had at home, like Ohio State, Notre Dame. Like the Notre Dame game was awesome, but we lost. Until it wasn't, yeah. So, in the Ohio State game, I thought the Ohio State game at home was awesome, but we lost. I think uh, when it comes to the, the subject of home games, we're about to enter a really awesome era of games in Norman. Yeah. And, and maybe, honestly, man, maybe the best era of home games that we've seen in a long time or maybe ever seen around here. Because it yeah. used to be the Nebraska game's the big home game. Maybe Colorado was good. Maybe Oklahoma State's good. But right out of the gate, you get Bama and Tennessee. Kind of, like, it's – I, I don't know. The games are going to be better. The kickoff times are going to be better. The crowd's going to be be- I just think everything's going to be better, and what we think of an OU home game might might flip pretty considerably. I, I hope that's the case. Yeah, but for them to be awesome games, you got to win them. True that. You know? So we're going to have great competition coming in. There's going to be big fan bases, talented football teams, well-coached football teams. Uh, with awesome opportunities for massive environments. you got to win them, though. You've got to win them. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on here from Riverwind. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Hello. This is a prepaid call from... Nephew, it's me again. An inmate at the county correctional facility. To accept this call, press 1 now. Oh, great. What now? Okay, what's up? Well, I don't want to really admit to anything, but let's just say I may or may not have efficated on someone's property that rhymes with retinomark. In public again? Listen, you pipsqueak. I don't have time to explain myself. I need... Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about more Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. It's the rush on the ref. OEC Football Friday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Let me roll through... Some of these texts as we, uh, you know, kind of went down memory lane last segment. JR and Broken Arrow says, best game, 2000 Nebraska. Left that game and my ears were still ringing later that night from all the crowd noise. Regardless of what happens in the SEC with home games moving forward, the 2000 Nebraska game will always have a special place in everyone's heart. Yeah. Yeah. um, As it should. That's right. Very good. Um it was wild. I've never seen a – there's never been a scene that's replicated that that I've witnessed as far as – which, is that the last time we had a field storming? Well, Like the, a legit one? A legit one, yeah. Like 2012, I think there were some – that Bedlam game we were talking about. Yeah. Some people made their way on the field. But if you want to talk like a legitimate field storming, yes. Yeah. Right. One that you could so, get fined for, Yes. You had that go down, which, you know, the that's only half of it, though, is the game and the wild scene afterwards. The scene beforehand was just as crazy with, like, the students camping around the stadium to get their tickets and uh, just the buzz and the game day and all of that stuff. Before the game ever even kicked off, it was 
it was just a total spectacle. Because you guys had a bye week before that. I can't imagine how long those two weeks felt as a fan getting yeah. to that game. Man. No, and Crazy. hey, there, there's, a, uh, there's another example. I know it's a very extreme example. We're talking about probably the best environment of any OU home game ever. Um, but it does show you do not need 100,000 seats to have an incredible and an allowed atmosphere. Oh, you did it that day with like 75,000. Yep. It can happen. That's right. That's right. Um, 2002 was pretty good home slate. Alabama, uh, Iowa State was number nine in the country when they came. Colorado was the next week. They were uh, 13 in the country. And then Tech came. A few weeks later. That was a Big 12 South, uh, de facto Big 12 South title game is what that was. Yeah, I think that was Kingsbury's last game. Uh, Uh, Well, last season. Yeah, yeah, correct, yes, it was. Um, Beat the brakes off them 60 to 15. I think you guys had two safeties on defense, or uh, just two safeties, period, that day. Not bad. Yeah. Chase and OC says best OU stadium memories, 85 OU Nebraska, Keith Jackson reverse. 2000 Nebraska game in Norman, Andre Wolfolk coach, uh, uh, catch. Yeah. A lot of 85 OU Nebraska, a lot of 2000 OU Nebraska. And hard, to, uh, hard to disagree with that. Back to this game uh, on Saturday. Where is OU's biggest, obvious advantage going into this one tomorrow? Their run game against UCF's run defense or somewhere else? Um, yeah, well... It's not a strength biggest, for OU, but it could be tomorrow. I think the biggest advantage is probably, yeah, I think that's right. Our our run game and extended run game, and I guess by that I mean the, the traditional run inside, the quarterback run, and then our, like, bubble stuff and perimeter just extension pass games of the run, you know, like throwing the bubbles and and all of that stuff. I think that's where we're going to have a huge edge. Now, I think we have an edge everywhere. I think we're going to have an edge in the passing game whenever we take shots. I think defense has a really good edge just, you know, across the board. But that has to be it because I think we're going to be able to hit on run game, break tackles, make guys miss, I, I expect to see some explosive runs and yards after catch tomorrow. Yeah, and I guess we'll find out early on how game uh, John Rice Plumley is right. in the run game, if he's 100% healthy. And if he's not – like if we see noticeably that he's not 100% and they get themselves in some third mm. and predictable situations, oh boy, Mm-mm-mm. that would not, not be a good day for UCF. Could be a feeding frenzy. Not an it, offense against this defense that can overcome third and long consistently. And I'm curious to see what BV does. You know, will he will he start off maybe playing it cautious and conservative to see what Plumlee can do? Or does he start off coming right after him, daring him? to take off running let's see let's see how good that knee is we're going to heat you up right away blitz you know just try and flush him out of the pocket with some athletes chasing him down and see what he's got uh i would like the latter for for tomorrow Uh, especially since he hasn't been what game did he get hurt the boise state game 
like oh, week I don't two, know. week three. So it's been like a month since he's been within the flow of the offense. So I, yeah, put some put some pressure on him immediately. I, I like that idea. You're saying be aggressive, be e be aggressive. E aggressive. The most famous high school basketball chant, uh, maybe that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I don't know. I'm I'm very optimistic. I think that. I think we should have a very good all-around three-phase football game against the University of Central Florida. Now, things can show up. Mistakes can happen. There's no doubt about that. But I I don't know. It feels like this is a good group that is probably, especially after going six and seven, and, you know, the last couple of years in in the negative – energy that's kind of been around the program i imagine they're going to want to take what they've got right now and run with it and and not rest on what they've accomplished and see what they can do with it that's my hope anyways interesting question from scary gary on the text line which oklahoma player health wise do y'all think benefited the most from the bye week if um our mason thomas is playing tomorrow I think it might be R. Mason Thomas could benefit the most. Let's see. Who all's been banged up? Stutzman's been fighting through the, the stinger issue with the neck. It's going to be a long list here. Um, I think Rouse has been a little bothered by an ankle situation. R. Mason Thomas you brought up. Gentry didn't finish the game against Texas, right? Gentry. Yeah, I don't know what that was like an illness or something, but, you know, throw him in there. Now – we're getting Kanai Walker back. We're getting Josiah Wagner back. So, and Macari Vickers as well. And the Vickers kid. Don't forget him, please. Well, I'd like to see a Barnes or a Sawchuck, you know, rip like a seventy-yarder and look like the fastest guy on the field. And I could say that it's one of those guys that that benefited the most. But I guess I would probably have to kind of go where you're going with it and say R. Mason Thomas because he is he's a game changer for us if he's 100% healthy and he can go out there and cut it loose and get after the quarterback. We haven't really seen that from him yet this year. Ron and Alito, I'm hoping Sawchuck has benefited the most from the time off. 405 Stoops is recovering from a stinger also Mm -hmm. and um, we're, we're mentioning all these great games in the past. It says how many of those great greatest game atmospheres were 11 a.m. kickoffs? Well, Nebraska, Nebraska, and then Kansas State. No one was also 11 a.m. So there's at yeah. least two. Yep. Yep, that's right. Other than that, probably not. Probably None. not any. That's that's about it. That's the full right. list. That's the full list. Um, Hopefully that is uh, D-U-N, done, and uh, most of our big games moving forward are going to be prime time. That's the hope. All right, right. quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the uh, text line hot, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. Hanging out at Riverwind Casino today. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network.
Don't say boo this Halloween, say booyah and head to Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. And we're saying booyah for Sierras. The new 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab AT4X. Take up to $6,200 off MSRP. And booyah to all new GMC lineup. Be part of the new and head to Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC I-40 and Highway 81 exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. See dealer for details. Hey, Sooner basketball fans, it's time for one last go-round in the Big 12 at the Lloyd Noble Center. Your men's basketball season tickets are on sale now and start at just $149. Secure your seats now and don't miss out on any of this year's Sooner Hoops games. Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-GO-OU. That's 800-456-4668 to purchase your tickets today. We'll see you at the LNC this season. Boomer Sooner. Nate Barkanti, the Be Funny Tour. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese is rough. I don't know if you've been there in a while. They look like they're trying to go to business and they can't. All new material. They filed for bankruptcy and they're still open. They call Bloodbuster and they're like, how do you get out? We want out. Nate Barkanti, Sunday, October 22nd, Paycom Center. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Produced by Outback Presents. Nate Barkanti, the Be Funny Tour. Are you someone with extra weight and looking to make a lifestyle change? Norman Regional's Journey Clinic is ready to help you get started. We are excited to be one of the only weight loss clinics in the region offering the SPATS Balloon, the world's only adjustable gastric balloon and also the gastric balloon with the highest success rate. There are no incisions and no hospitalization, just a walk-in, walk-out procedure. Join the tens of thousands of patients who have changed their lives with a SPATS Balloon. Visit journeyclinic.com or call 405-515-2049 to request an appointment. Divinely, dangerously, decadent. Life is a cabaret, old chum. Come to the Sooner Theater's production of Cabaret, October 8th through the 22nd. Tickets available now at Soonertheater.com. Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today, 405-325-6716, or visit theougolfclub.com for more information. Life is yours to spend. Spend it making more money. Spend it making more memories. Spend it learning a new skill. Spend it teaching an old trick. Spend it career climbing. Spend it mountain climbing. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. the best casino experience, then Riverwind is your place to play. Get spooky with our $80,000 Friday Night Fright. Play with your wild card all October. For a chance to win a share of $80,000. Riverwind, the best place to have a good time. 
Babes, what are you doing? What? I'm just mowing the lawn. No, it's blazing hot and dry out here. Don't you remember? Smokey Bear says. Avoid using power equipment when it's windy or dry. Where'd you learn this? Oh, it's on SmokeyBear.com with many other wildfire prevention tips. Right. Thanks, honey bear. Because remember, only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Dreaming of your own backyard oasis? Be the envy of your neighborhood and let Signature Custom Pools help you create the perfect poolside paradise. Their professional design expertise can transport you into your own mystic falls, suburban sanctuary, or Mediterranean retreat. Settle into an endless vacation, entertain your family, friends, and get the signature touch with Signature Custom Pools. Call them for a free consultation at 405-898-9098 or visit them online at SignatureCustomPools.com today. Cavens Group, bringing you this hour of the rush. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, you know what to do. Give Cavens a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. Cavens Group, 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048 or cavensgroup.com. Text line says, this is from Boomer Bowtie, how about Caden Green getting snaps with the first team offensive line? Uh, I'd be very surprised if that didn't happen tomorrow. I expect uh, that to happen. Agree. Caden Green. I think we'll hear that in the starting lineups. Yeah, I think Rouse at left, um, Caden Green at left guard, Rame at center, uh, Guyton at right tackle, and at right guard, I expect to see Troy Everett and Caleb Schaefer. Now, who gets the most snaps? Who starts? I don't know. I just I think both of those guys are going to play, and probably whoever plays the best ends up getting the most snaps throughout. Who gets the loudest ovation during the starting lineups? DG or Stutzman? Stutzman. Really? Okay. Yeah. I've just been handed a note here. Did have a legend moment from a. Uh, from a casino goer saying that Caleb Schaefer is going to get the start at right guard. <laughs> That's his way of breaking news, guys. He acts like a patron there at the casino, just handed him a note. I'm just saying. JSN, man. JSN. That, that guy was just standing there with a piece of paper the entire time. Well, when they talk about offensive linemen, I'm going to hand him a piece of paper that says Caleb Schaefer on it. Yeah, that's right. Um, now, the real question is, how many Stutzman T-shirts are we going to spot? Oh, at the, it's going to look like a blackout. What is it going to be, 86, 87,000 tomorrow? Yeah, um, I think so. About 86 or 87,000. Yeah. I might be the only one that doesn't have a Stutzman shirt on tomorrow. Might, Stutzman might may one. not ride with the team. He may uh, drive his, a new Lamborghini off of T-shirt sales up to the stadium. I, uh, I'd – I would be very interested to know how much money he's making off of those shirts. I, I bet it's a lot. Yeah. I, 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 that's probably one of the – like, Opolis sells a lot of T-shirts. That's probably the T-shirt that they've sold the most, maybe in maybe in their I'm, history. I think it's the best-selling T-shirt that they have ever does had. Not, does not shock me at all. It's an awesome T-shirt, awesome moment. Good, good for Danny. Happy for yeah. him. 405, yep. did you discuss us getting Devin Jordan? We did during Locked In, and we have it this hour. But, yeah, man, two days, two commits for the 24 class. 
What do you mean? Who is that? Um, wait, way to follow recruiting, dude. 2024 well, corner out of Union, Devin Jordan. Committed ah, today. the Union kid. I heard you guys talking about him a little bit yesterday. and Yeah, we were I saying guess, yesterday, like, what's going on with him? We haven't heard much right. from him. And then he committed today. Now, what's the story? Is, um, is this someone that they've been hoping to get for a while? Yeah, um, definitely for a while. It's just... It sounds like the trail had gotten uh, cold a little bit, and maybe OU approached him and said, "Hey, man, what's what, what's going on here? Like, we've got some other potential targets at your spot, um, but we kind of need to know what's going on. Like, kind of push the situation a little bit, and it ended up with the commitment, which you can do if you're playing at a high level, and especially at that position, you know? Right. Yep. No, that's right. Um, is that going to what, what if anything, is that going to do as far as ranking for the class? They're up to number four now on Rivals. Pushes them really? from five to four. Yep, jump Notre Dame. So it's Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, Florida at three, OU at four, and Notre Dame at five. Texas is back at 14. USC scrolling, 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 mm. scrolling. 29, just behind Purdue. 29. I see uh, now on 247 – uh, the University of Oklahoma football is still ranked the number seven recruiting class behind Florida State. Tyler, but they have closed the gap. Um, they were a couple points behind yesterday. Now they're just uh, half a point behind Florida State. So, Well, we go off of who has them ranked the highest, okay? Yeah, so it's of course. The, it's the number four. It's works. If anyone works. If you get handed another note there out there at Riverwind, just tell them it's the number four class, not seven or ten. Well, I've been handed a note, and this gentleman ranks OU's recruiting class number two behind Georgia. So that's what we're going with. All right, let's hit a timeout. 